welcome to the Preaching Matters Podcast. My name is Alan Carr, and I am your host. Thank you for listening to our episode today. On this podcast, we talk about preaching because we believe preaching matters, and we certainly want our preaching to be better. We want it to glorify God, and we want it to be biblical. And so that's what this podcast is about. We talk about all matters related to preaching because we believe preaching matters. So thank you for tuning in today. We're going to get right into the episode, but before we do, let me ask you to go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a good review. We would appreciate that. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Now, let's talk about preaching because preaching matters. Welcome back to the Preaching Matters Podcast. This is Alan Carr, and I welcome you to today's episode. Now, we've been on a journey as we've gone through this material, talking about the various steps of sermon preparation. And today we're on step number six, which is incubation. But let me quickly remind you of what other steps we've already covered. We talked about the step of isolation, in which you choose one passage out of all the passages of the Bible from which you will preach. After you have chosen your passage, then comes the step of meditation. That's step number two. You spend time meditating or thinking about the text and looking at it from every possible angle, reading it over and over and over and studying it in your mind. And then there's this third step, which is concentration. In this step, you're going to do some word studies. You're going to find out about some background material. You're going to concentrate on that text and find out everything you can about it. And then you move into the fourth step, which is interpretation, in which you really dig into it, doing your word studies, doing some great background material work, and uh, researching that text as far and as wide as you can. And then you move into the preparation process, which, as you know, if you've been keeping up with this, took up to 12 steps to complete. And we have finished that, and now we're ready for step number six in the overall scheme of sermon preparation. So isolation, meditation, concentration, interpretation, uh, preparation, and now finally, almost finally, there's one more. Uh, This is incubation. So what do I mean by incubation? Well, after we've taken all the steps necessary to study and prepare the material for our sermon, we must also take the time to allow the material to take us What I mean by that is we must allow our minds time to work with the material which has been gathered. And as we do, we're going to be able to think the material through very clearly and thoroughly. So you have spent all of this time building your sermon. You've been preparing your sermon and you've been getting it ready. And you have now got a complete sermon ready to preach. You have a stellar introduction. Your body is full of content. Your conclusion is concise and to the point and brings people to a moment of truth with God. And now you've got all that material. You've got your sermon written or your manuscript prepared, maybe your outline ready, and you're ready to go. Well, not quite. You need to spend time with that material, thinking it through, preaching it through in your mind. Or if you're the type, you might like to actually practice the sermon. Find you somewhere quiet where you can be alone and preach that sermon from beginning to end. My process is to take the sermon after I have prepared it 
and then I'll go through it and I'll mark it up and make changes and think about things that should have been said or think about things that should be left out. And if there's enough of that material, I'll go back and redo the manuscript, cutting out where I think it needs to be cut, adding in what needs to be added until I feel like it is right. And then I'm going to spend a lot of time with it. I'm going to read it and read it and read it and read it. I'm going to highlight it. I'm going to underline stuff. I'm going to write marginal notes in the, in the margins. I'm just going to uh, spend as much time as I can with that message. I'm going to read through it, think about how it'll preach in the preaching moment. I'm going to pray over it, but I'm going to give that, that, that manuscript, that sermon, ample opportunity to embed itself in my mind. Now, during this process, you're going to be able to learn the ebb and flow of the sermon process. You're going to think about all the movements of the sermon as you progress from your subject and your thesis into your proposition, your transitional sentences. You're going to see how it all fits together, and you're going to note all the movements in the text. You're going to connect everything back to your Bible. So as you incubate that sermon, as you think about it, as you meditate on it, do so with the scriptures in front of you so that you can read through them and make sure what you say, what, what you have said, lines up with what the Bible says. So doing this will aid you in remembering the material when it comes time to stand and present the message. It's an amazing thing to me how that you can spend so much time with your completed sermon that when you get up to preach, your mind and your heart are filled with that message and you're not really relying upon your notes as much as you think you would be because you have the message in your heart. You have uh, made the mental effort to embed it there and allow it to live through you and to effect change in your own life. And that's the best kind of preaching, is it not? The kind of preaching that changes us before we ever have the chance to stand and preach to a congregation. Now, you may not know this, but among the things God gave you, is he equipped you with a very powerful tool. God has given you a brain. And I don't care what your IQ is, your brain is able to spend time concentrating and incubating this sermon material so that it gets in there and it it becomes part of you and you can live through that sermon, you can think through that sermon, you can live out that sermon, and then when it's time to preach that sermon, your mind will have spent ample time Uh, knowing what you're going to say or what you should say. One of the things I like to do is if I'm, if I'm preaching on Sunday morning, which I always am, I like to go to bed on Saturday night with my manuscript in my mind. And as I wait for sleep, I'll lay there and I'll preach through my sermon in my head. I'll think about all the various movements and changes in the sermon, the emphasis of it. What is it about? And I'll think and think and think. And many times on Saturday, I go to sleep thinking my way through my sermon, then a wonderful thing happens because when I wake on Sunday morning, I'm still thinking about that sermon. And I know what's happened during the night, even though I don't have recall of things that went on when I slept, I do know what my brain has been doing. My brain has been working. It's been thinking. 
and it's been putting all the pieces in order. It's been incubating that sermon for me. My subconscious was active and busy while I was sound asleep. And that's a wonderful thing. When you wake up and that sermon is fresh and alive in you and you know where you're going, you know what you're going to say, and you know how to, uh, you know how the sermon's going to be put together, how it's going to move from beginning to end, and how you can deliver that to the people of God. So when you give your brain a task and you assign it something to do, uh, it will it will get to the job of considering and contemplating that sermon material. And when the time comes to preach, you'll find you have more liberty than you can handle sometimes, and that is a blessing. But if you're if you have the tendency to wait to the last minute to prepare your sermons, be careful about that because your mind doesn't have time to work on it. Your brain has not had time to absorb all that material and to prepare it, present it, and deliver it in a way which frees you from notes and allows you just to preach with great eye contact and great passion. Now, I've read about Charles Spurgeon, read many biographies about the great preacher, and it's said that Spurgeon would study several texts all week long. He would meditate on them. He would take notes on them. And then Sunday morning, he would get up at 5 a.m. and choose one of those texts for his sermon. And then he would prepare just a little front and back half sheet of notes. And he would go to the pulpit and he would preach. Now, I just want to say this to you and don't want to hurt your feelings because it's true of me too. We're not Spurgeon. Okay. I don't have the um, intelligence level of Spurgeon. I don't have the handy recall of everything I've ever studied about the Puritans. I don't have that ability. And if I waited till five o'clock Sunday morning to prepare my sermon, then my sermon at 1030 would be deplorable and it would be horrible. So what I've got to do is I've got to start early. In fact, I start early and I start real early. I'll prepare my sermons and usually I'm five, six weeks ahead in my sermon preparation. And I like doing that because it gives your mind time to think. And when you come to that text, you created uh, that sermon you made about six weeks ago, your mind still has that stuff in there and the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your remembrance and that will help you. So what I'm really suggesting is that you, the preacher, learn to live in your message. I know you got to do other stuff. You got to work. You got to, you got things around the house that have to be done. You've got a family to tend to. You've got all kinds of things that require your attention and require your input and require you to live in the moment. But no matter what you're doing in life, if it's working, if it's sleeping, if it's just resting or watching television with your spouse, whatever it is, you can still think about the message you're going to be preaching because it will allow you to internalize the word of God to internalize the passage, to internalize the flow and thought and content of your sermon so that when you stand up and preach that finished product to others, your delivery will seem fresh, it'll seem knowledgeable, it'll be filled with the truth of God's word. And what you need to do, you need to allow the word of God to speak to you first. So when you prepare that sermon, hopefully you were praying as you prepared it and you were working through issues as you prepared it and if God exposed the sin that's in your own heart, you've taken time to deal with that. I hope you have. But if you will let the sermon speak to you, it'll be far more easier for the Holy Spirit to allow it to speak through you. So it's got to speak in your heart before you ever speak it out of your mouth.
And this will make you a better communicator of the word of God to other people. So give yourself to the, to the whole idea of incubation, giving your mind time to work with the message. And if you're a week to week preacher and you don't prepare, prepare ahead like I do, I would advise you get started on next Sunday sermon on Monday, if not on Sunday, get it in your head, start taking notes, keep on reading that passage and working your way through it and figuring out what it really says in its natural context and drawing out the truths of it so that your message will have content when you preach. It's all right to get up, I guess, and just take a text and not be familiar with it and do the best you can. But it's so much better when you take the time to, to study it, to prepare that sermon in a good orderly fashion and allow that text to speak through your heart. It'll help you. It'll help the people who hear you. And it'll be a blessing to those who come around to hear the word of God. So I thank you for just taking time to listen to this because this matter of incubation is hard work and it needs to be done. It is essential work. You know, if you've got chickens and I do, I've got 19 hens and uh, my hens are not ready to to lay eggs yet. It's going to be about another month before they start and they're just on the verge of it. And I can't wait to get that first egg. And I've already told them I went out, I got and talked to them every day and spend time with them. And they're my buddies, and I can say that I can say, "Hey, ladies!" And here they come. They run to the fence to see me, and so I like my chickens, and my chickens seem to like me. But I've already told them that when this egg production starts, I expect double yokers every day, or everybody gets the axe. And so I think they understand. And of course, I'm kidding, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting some eggs. But we're going to raise our eggs for consumption. We don't have a rooster, so there'll be no fertilization. And we'll have no little baby chicks. But if you've ever been around a hen who has chicks, she'll lay her eggs. And what does she do with them? She sits. She gets broody. And she sits on her nest. She sits on her eggs. And using her body warmth, she acts as a natural incubator, helping those eggs to hatch and to bring those baby chicks into the world. And just like that mother hen broods over that nest and sits on those eggs, You and I need to brood over our sermons, think about them, and pay attention to them, work our way through that sermon so that we know it forwards, backwards, inside and out, and that is a blessing. You say, well, preacher, what about those times when I go visit a church and I walk in and the preacher looks back and sees me and he runs back there and shakes my hand and says, all right, you're preaching tonight. What do you do then? Well, the best you can, right? You lean on the Holy Spirit and hopefully you've got something always on the back burner. Hopefully you've always got something that you can pull out at a moment's notice and preach. And we ought to be that way, right? We ought to be ready. I'll be ready anytime anybody gives us an opportunity to preach the word of God. I've had that happen to me on countless occasions where you go and you sit there expecting to hear something and then you wind up be the one preaching. You didn't come prepared to preach. You didn't come ready to preach, but you just happen to have a something on your heart. You just happen to have a sermon you can turn to and you always have those little sugar sticks, right? And you can pull, you know what a sugar stick sermon is. I mean, it's one that we know inside and out one that excites us, one we've preached many, many times, and we're always looking for an opportunity to preach it again. So we all have those sermons, and if you don't yet, you will. You'll have those sermons which kind of define you. They People know you by those sermons, and they think of you in terms of those sermons. And so you can be ready. 
But as a general rule, you should be studying the word of God. You should be meditating upon the word of God and you should be following proper preparation experiences and protocols and produce at the end of it, a sermon, which is pulpit ready. Now I'm not saying you got a manuscript like I do, but I am saying for me, it is the best way to go forward. Thank you for listening to this episode today. And I encourage you to take the time to let your sermon percolate within you. Let it permeate every cell of your mind so that your brain has something to work on before you get up to preach. And you will be rewarded by that amply as you go through the years. And the people who hear you will benefit from it as well. It'll make you a better preacher if you allow the sermon time to incubate. You can't always do it. I know that. But there, but most of the time, you can. So if somebody calls you up and you're not pastoring yet and they open the door for you for next Sunday, you take the time between now and Sunday to work on it and get your mind ready, get that sermon ready, and think about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, how you're going to move skillfully through those scriptures to come to that place of truth where God wants him to hear that day. You can do this. That's the thing I know. You can do this. If I can do it, anybody can do it. If I can take a passage of scripture, if I can work to get my heart right with God, my spirit filled with the Holy Spirit, my head saturated with the word of God, then I'm going to be a better preacher when I stand up to preach. And you will be too. So you and I would do well in our service to God to learn how to incubate. Be like that mother hen. Sit on that sermon. That's your baby right there. That's your egg. And get broody on that thing and hang out on top of it until you know it, forwards, backwards, inside, and out. So that when you get ready to preach, you have internalized it, you have implemented and integrated its truth into your life, and you are ready to go tell someone else how to experience what God has been doing in you. Incubation. I recommend it. Now, next time, we're going to talk about proclamation. And that's where the hard work finally pays off. You finally get to preach. It takes a long time to get there, but you finally get there and you stand up and you deliver. And we're going to talk about that next time. So this has been a rather short episode. I'm not going to apologize for that, but this incubation matter is not something about which I can ramble on and on and on and on and on. But I want you to learn to do it. Learn how to allow that sermon to incubate and grow in your heart until it is something you can't wait to preach. It'll help you be a better preacher. So thanks again for listening to the Preaching Matters podcast. Again, my name is Alan Carr, and you can contact me at alancarr at gmail.com with any questions or concerns or suggestions for our future episodes. Now, we're nearing the end of this, of this sermon preparation process, and I don't intend to rehash all that material though we will revisit it from time to time. But I am interested in opening up the show to these matters which you have on your heart, these matters that perhaps maybe there's an area where you struggle with preaching. I did this in my class on Tuesday. I teach homiletics, and I was in a second-year homiletics class, and I opened the floor up for those guys to talk about any issues they had with preaching, and some of the things that came out were 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 needful. And so we spent time talking about them and they can help us. So, so share your questions, share your opinions, and by all means, go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a good review. Let us know you're listening and sit down and type out something favorable, if you will, 
and let us know that you're on the same page we are. Or if we can improve in some way, then certainly want you to do that. Now, at the bottom of the show notes, you'll find a link to Patreon. And if you'd like to become a patron and help us pay the bills, that'd be a blessing. These shows will continue to remain free. And I promise you, I won't hate you if you don't contribute. But if you do contribute, you'll be helping us keep this show on the air so that uh, the, the bills don't get too high and don't, don't become insurmountable for us. But thank you for being out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those who do reach out, for those who do tell me they're enjoying the podcast, and I hope you do. So please get a hold of me at alancartgmail.com and let me know where you are and what you think and what you'd like to hear about. Please give me those suggestions. Again, thank you for your time. I appreciate it so much. And may the Lord bless you until we talk again next Thursday. Take care. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Preaching Matters Podcast try to have a new episode out next week so i encourage you if you enjoyed the episode or you think someone else would enjoy it first i want you to subscribe and i'd like for you to leave a positive review on the platform of your choice or on several if you choose and i'd like for you to tell somebody else about it this is a podcast for preachers if you are a preacher or know some preacher who might benefit share the news god bless you thanks for being here i pray that preaching goes well for you and god blesses you in your work for his glory Pray for us, and Lord willing, we'll see you next week.